gentlemen, for the hundreds that are listening and the thousands in attendance, welcome to Monday Night Live. Welcome to the H Train Show. Not like the H Train Show. The H Train Show. I put my bacon in water. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. What do, you, what do I call you? A DJ name? Magic Mike. There you go. <laughs> Like, you know, mo- Motard strength, you know? Like, I can do anything. I can do anything. Dinosaurs are real. Can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me! Right, and we are here broadcasting from two two different states for one mission, and that mission is to show our men and women in uniform and our veterans all over the world that there are more programs out there beyond the VA. My name is H Train. With me, special guest, MBR staff. Roddy. Staff. <laughs> I was like, you about to say the wrong rank right there, man. Come on now. <laughs> well, you're not an intern anymore. No, so. man, heck no, I bet not be. Yeah, you're you're, just... you're 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 high on the totem pole. And then of course we got Magic Mike. Uh John said that he was on his way. Uh he got a new dog this weekend, so oh, he boy. Go get her. Oh, that's, all, oh, that's the dog her. right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, like that's a, not the dog. Looking like the Terminator. <laughs> like the Patriot Terminator. That's <laughs> one of our shows, actually. Oh, okay, Maverick okay. and Goose. Maverick and Goose. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um, it's kind of like a PBD thing. Oh, oh, I would love to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and so, um. Just so everybody knows, we are broadcasting from the Veterans Voices Studio. And, you know, if you're a veteran or you're a first responder and you like podcasting and you don't really have a space in your house, you don't really have a space in your apartment, come on down here and it's not going to cost you anything. I I just have to open for you. That's about it. So um, make sure you... Come down and and enjoy f- the facilities. Yeah. Um, today, people that come down, I got Jersey Mike's. Uh, once again, if you want to call in, ask any questions, and number seven two zero six one nine zero six two seven. And what what? Hey, y'all giving out free sponsorship. <laughs> We'd like to welcome and thank Wisconsin's finest Culver's for coming to South Florida and blessing us with their food and making us all greasy fat. Greasy fat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy, right? Yeah, we got so many new things coming down here, man. So many new things. Hey, what do you got? What do you got for the lineup, Joel? 
Well, you know, uh, so some of the stories that are trending on today, you know, we, we're we not going to cover a lot of it. I'm just going to let you know what's going on. So in Lexington, Kentucky, I guess today there was a shooting, six dead. Um, yeah, they, they, the shooters, of course, dead. They, uh, I hope so. police shot him. They don't know if it was police or self-conflicted gun wound to the head or whatever. Mm. Um, but so that's all we got for that. And then Bob Lee, I guess he's a former founder or founder, but former CEO wow. of Cash App. Well, they have filed a lawsuit against Fed Now app. And then that brings us into the second, the third story. Robert Kennedy, he said he he's indicating that Federal Federal Now app is going to eliminate Bitcoin. Wow, that's a huge one there, Ooh. man. That's what he says. I'm about to put twenty cents into it right now. Uh, 30, Thirty-five right now. Right? Twenty-five. Whole life savings, a dollar ninety-nine. And the biggest, the biggest story of today is. Wait, wait, those weren't the biggest stories. No, this is the biggest one. Okay. So, Drowdy, have you ever heard of Anonymous? Oh yeah, I did hear it over now. Okay. All right. So check this out. Anonymous. They basically said that they leaked all the dirt on the senators and everything on the internet. Yeah, I did see uh, that. The information is on the bin, but that's the same kind of like IP, I guess, as it's on the bin, Warcraft yeah. or something like that. The, the uh, game Warcraft, that's how they leaked it over. They, yeah, and they, they found a lot of cool stuff about senators, and mostly from the what the Tennessee people um, that uh, expelled those three people for gun violence because they wanted to change something with gun violence. So, uh, yeah, they found out a lot of stuff about those people, like a ton of stuff. I mean, worse than than protesting, let's put it like that. There's some people out there that got, you know, human trafficking and this stuff. Uh, it's real bad. <laughs> oh, back over here to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he does that when his dog's around. Oh. So that he can block out the sound. We got to talk to know. the Terminator and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was, was Scott Nelson taking control. <laughs> Sorry, but I got the I got the uh, the service dog unserviced vested in the brothers playing the other service dogs playing with her on the background. I'm like, go both of y'all go. Well, you know, it, it's it's funny you bring that up, Roddy, because like there's a like Corey Feldman, mm-hmm. okay. Like I've seen TikToks, I've seen YouTube videos, I've seen all this information, like. He's he's trying to he's trying to um, release these names on like a spotlight, mm. but like the things that he does and the things that he says, they kind of conflict each other. Like yeah, I guess he had enough money uh, to do it, but he chose to write a book, and then after he wrote the book, now he's trying to do the movie. Is that is that how it is? Uh. I don't know. Is that uh, you got to write the book first before you get the movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I was just I, wondering, just have you screen. heard the same thing? Because that's what I'm hearing. The same thing about Corey Feldman? Yeah. Uh, yeah with with a Ben? Well, no, no, no. Not with the Ben, but just. Hey, do me a favor. Just control alt delete him real quick. 
<laughs> Go ahead and reset, reset him right quick. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. I don't man. know. That's what I was like. Corey Feldman, we was talking about the bin. Corey Feldman, weird, anyways. I mean, come no, on. So, I mean, he ain't made nothing since learning to drive. Corey, Corey Feldman, <laughs> was, Feldman believes Corey Feldman believes that he died and got reincarnated as Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson died or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, that boy I mean, weird, Michael man. Jackson was real close when he was younger. Okay. Yeah, they, was tight. they was tight like, hey, let me stop that. Let me just stop right there. Tight. Yeah. I heard he was tight too. So. <laughs> I, I should, uh, should take my advice. I saw something on TikTok today that said, uh, if you don't see receipts, it's a rumor. If you see receipts, it's tea. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, but 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 not to get off a, on a tangent. I know nobody wants to beat this dead horse and, and or anything like that. But man, I don't really care. You know, we have so many veterans out there that listen to us and non-veterans as well. And I really don't care if you're on the left or the right, if you're liberal, non-liberal, if you're conservative, non-conservative. You know, that shouldn't matter. What matters right now is that the amount of gun violence we have, and we're all we're all gun owners, and you know, the military, we all like our guns and stuff like that. But we have to take two categories and put them together, and that is mental health, man. You know, there's so many people out there suffering from mental health that that need to get mental health. You know, and 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 I, I love to share this with people is when 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 I called that one eight hundred number that one time for mental health, and the guy sat there and he goes, "Are you currently thinking about hurting yourself? No, no, sir. Okay, good. Um, are you thinking about hurting anyone else? No, sir. Are you reading this off a of script? He goes, Yeah. I go, How old are you? 23 are you in college yeah i mean they're trying to do the best they can right you know but we have to bring back mental health back and i you know i don't care like i said what political agenda you're on but man these these shootings this is senseless shootings man yeah senseless you know it's not about us military going man i wish i wish it happened to me because i carry my glock everywhere it's so much more than that it's just that you know these people, like like the girl that shot up, uh, where was it, in Tennessee, that went absolutely buck wild in Nashville, you know? Um, that girl looked like she was playing Rainbow Six or Call of Duty. Did you see that, the video that they released of that oh, girl? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, I, he was transgender. She was, yeah, real. well, she, he, it, there, whatever. I don't know. I'm still learning it. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, we, we got to do something with mental health as well. But I just think it's all – for like basically you know training purposes as well you know like i think there should be something more where like you got to get a car you got to get a driver's license to drive your car you should have a license to shoot something you know absolutely absolutely look you know I, i'm all for owning a gun i'm with you i'm with you I'm yeah i'm all for it i don't think taking away guns is the, 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 the i got issue. people that i know that should not be carrying guns that own a yeah, gun exactly. and i'm like you got a gun license you got a concealed weapon permit i go to a shooting range at least once a month and uh i mean just so you know so i can hone my skills and as, as well because i'm at i own an ar i own a couple of nines i own several amounts of guns um my fair share i would say um but like to just see the people just like there and just you know hey this gun doesn't work and it is pointed like oh my god you know you can see several times that these people should not own a gun i if you have a gun, I should know that you should be able to use it. That's basically what it is. So I just think if you have those like classes and you get licensed and you, you can go have the mental health right there when you purchase in the firearm, you know, like uh, you go to these classes. Okay, 
You know, do your are your guns there in the safe if you're living with family and stuff like that? That's that's the simple thing. I don't know why is that is this this is so hard to solve. I just don't understand that. Are you all? I mean, are you? Is Magic Mike still on? I mean, is Magic Mike? I think he's still on. I just saw him like lip syncing. <laughs> like, is he, is he lip syncing? I accidentally hit the mute. My <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like it sounded like he's like really grooving there. That's, <laughs> I had that excellent point, but yeah. <laughs> so, what what else you what else you got, Magic Mike? Before we go to a nonprofit break. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, I know that. I know that I got like ten things going on right now, so sorry about that. Um, Yeah, I got. uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel bad for these people. I mean, it's a tragic loss. You know, none of us want to see it, but uh, yeah, we got just got to do something. But anyways, on a on a good note, we're here for the veterans, giving a veteran a voice, and uh, yeah, sorry about that. No, no, that was good. All right. Well, so before we go to break, what have you been doing with yourself? Oh, I've been starting a film business myself, you know, so I'm part owner of the film uh, business, Power Rod Media. Ah. Yeah. So uh, we just shot an event up in um, Kerman City, a boxing match, and uh, we got a couple more events. We are shooting a television series uh we did a couple little works up in parker with uh i guess uh what's that side uh celebrity sidekick yeah we're, we're doing a lot of stuff right now so yeah that's why i'm unbusy but i'm trying to get back and to bring back black sugar radio here <laughs> so uh yeah definitely uh when i figure out the time frame and everything else like that get a little bit more on schedule we'll be bringing back black sugar radio right here on nbr give it as a voice <laughs> I, mean, I I I do miss parts of it. I'm I'm not gonna say I miss the whole you show. Miss the whole I miss show. parts of you, it. You be calling <laughs> me and say, "Hey, you can't cuss on there." Like, <laughs> I, I ain't cuss. I said fudge. Uh, <laughs> Mother flood uh, pucker. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I don't know much about that genre of music. You don't have to. And you and DJ Sagittarius have taught me a lot okay. of it. You guys have. You guys have taught me a lot. So, Magic Mike, before we go to break, anything splendid about this weekend that you want to share? Well, we all know that it was Easter Sunday for those of us, you know, that uh, that uh, celebrate and stuff. And uh, had a quiet weekend, very quiet weekend, but beautiful weather here. That's awesome. Amazing, amazing. All right, well, we're going to go on a nonprofit break. And when we come back, we'll be hitting the what the segment. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the Ace Train Show. You're listening. <laughs> I'd never been away from home more than, you know, an hour's drive away from Denver. Once I hit high school, I decided I wanted to join the Army, so I enlisted in the Army between my junior and senior years. It was just something I wanted to do to serve my country, and I was stationed in Erlangen, Germany. Europe was beautiful. I was there from 
88 to 91. The Soviet Union was still on the other side of the Iron Curtain. The Berlin Wall was still up. And then the wall came down. And I got to be there in a very historic place and time and got to see East and West Germany unify. It was a neat experience. I'll never forget that. Then one day I heard this country named Iraq invaded Kuwait. And I had no idea where Kuwait was. The sergeant at the desk was just telling everybody, hey, you know, Iraq just invaded Kuwait and uh, we might be going to war. That was scary. I'm not gonna lie, I was scared. I was like, oh my gosh. And then out in the middle of the desert we were. We did reconnaissance, basically find the enemy. Once we found the enemy, ideally what we would do, we would back up, the tanks would go take them out, or the helicopters, or the aircraft. In an ideal situation, we wouldn't have to fire one round because we're not supposed to be found. It really got real when we moved to our last staging area before we rolled into Iraq. I remember we had stopped for a minute and I looked back and as far as I could see from one horizon to the other, nothing but armored vehicles and we were like in the front of them. My God, this is real. And in the back of your mind, you're just thinking, we're gonna go to war. And how am I gonna do? Am I gonna be, make it home? I was a driver of an armored vehicle. I drove with my head out so I could see. Being that I was six feet above the battlefield, a front row seat to everything. Blown up tanks, blown up people. I could feel the heat of the burning tanks on my face as we drove past it. I mean, I saw stuff that people shouldn't see. Um. <sighs> I would just get angry, and I didn't know why I was angry. I had no reason to be angry. And sometimes I just get sad. I had no reason to get sad. I had troubles being in crowds. I was very claustrophobic because the whole time I was driving my vehicle, I felt so vulnerable. And I was watching the enemy soldiers getting blown up out of their vehicles. I'm driving something similar, but I have a different color uniform on. But that could easily happen to me and there would be a dang thing I could have done to fix it. I feel like PTSD is very much misunderstood or stigmatized. He struggles with PTSD and flashbacks and night terrors. I also have what's known as Gulf War syndrome or Gulf War illness. I have a hard time with my mobility sometimes, hard time with my balance, hard time getting upstairs. My dad was like hurting a lot. It was really rough because my dad couldn't really go anywhere. I was a police officer for 23 years. And the reason I became a police officer in my heart was to make up for all the bad stuff I saw in the war. And there came a part time when I got, when my Gulf War illnesses started just getting more and more and more severe that it just interfered with my work. I could not think straight. We started noticing cognitive changes within him, his ability to recall, make sense of what he was writing down. You know, eventually I had to be retired from it and then all of a sudden I'm at home and I didn't have a purpose. There's been the soldier Chris, there's been the police officer Chris, but who's Chris? I didn't know who I was. Freedom Service Dogs was something that we were aware of. We knew as he progressed and things continued to get worse that at some point in his life he would need maybe a service dog. And I got a phone call and they said, there's a dog for you to meet and her name's Reef. 
when I first met her, it reminded me of when I first kissed my bride, when both my kids were born. It was that powerful. Because I just, you know, I was like, this dog's gonna fix me. He told us that we were getting reef and I just like started running around in circles because I was really happy. <laughs> and when I drove up in the driveway, my daughters put this big chalk thing, uh, welcome reef and dad. And they had, and I was just like, right on. At the school, picking up my daughter is awesome because all these kids come out and they're just like, hi reef, hi reef. And she just eats that up. She loves that. It's fun because then my friends can always say hi to a dog after their long eight hours of school. Seeing the kids just smile at her and it's just like, I mean, just, it warms my heart. There's no questions, there's no judgments. It's just love when they're struggling, you know, she picks up on that and she nudges him, she licks him, she kind of, I mean, gets in his face and takes up his space and forces him to kind of snap out of it. And it's nice because it definitely doesn't impact him the way it used to, and he's able to snap out and kind of recognize, hey, I'm in a safe location, I'm safe, I'm you know, loved, and that was in the past, and everything's you know, okay right now. She also helps with anxiety and walking in public. And with huge crowds, my dad gets scared, so then Reef just cuddles him when that happens. I know I'm in a better place. It was exciting seeing my dad again. Having Reef as my service <laughs> Everybody spent all those hours and hours and days and days training her for me. Just thinking about that is overwhelming that these people did all this stuff for me. I think in this brief time, I've become a better husband, a better father, a better friend. From the bottom of our hearts, I would say thank you. It's made a huge impact in our life and for the better. Thank you for making her such a great dog. I feel excited because then Rafe will never like leave our side and then she'll always be with us. I experienced a lot of bad stuff, but I made it through okay. I'm proud of myself for how I bounced back. There were times I never thought I ever would, and <laughs> I did. I sure did. And she helped me bounce back every day. back and you are listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the AIDS train show and we are back with Roddy in the house Roddy. and with magic Mike in the house. John came in, right? What's I mean, up? You just came in. Usually there's like music or something that's coming <laughs> in. It's like five, four, three, two, right here. 
We're here. We're right up in here. Like, throw some music. Get us in there. Well, Just groove us in. I thought the music was playing, evidently. Oh, no, no, uh, don't put the music on now. It's just don't no, put it on when I, I want. You know, I want to. I, I want to get it ready for when I need to. Oh, okay. Oh, you, now you want to to it? Need to. There we go. Okay. Now I got it. Now I got it. Oh, there. Oh, now it's too now late. I now I got it. It's too late. It's too late. Now I got it. Wow. You had that little phone. It's too late. <laughs> all right. So now, now I can tell y'all what's going on. Okay. All right. All right. So you know, you know where I work at, right? I work for the city, right? Right. Which city? So, so the city oh. I live in. Oh, okay. The city you live in. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so the mayor calls me and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" It's a big city, dude. It's not a small city. I'm like, doing good. He's like, anything new? So, what I do for the city is I pretty much take all the complaints from uh, citizens and stuff that uh, you know have either concerns or complaints about the city, and instead of you know bothering the mayor or the council members or whatever they go through them and they have their legislative aides and then they contact me and i'm kind of the problem solver if you will so he said uh anything new going on no 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 i'll get right head out of town just want to see how you're doing and everything good and stuff like that. i'm like all right all right awkward <laughs> awkward like I, 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 this guy's a millionaire i don't know what do i say to him i'm a little peon no, like this big <laughs> a peon man I'm like a fucking shit stain on the panties of life. And he's like, oh, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of shit to say. That's why I was like talking. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to this guy. Like, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. It's like, wow. and you know me, Joe, I could talk to a wall if it would talk back. Yeah. So, you, anyway. you don't know, you know, no stranger. No, he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. I like him a lot. He's a great guy, you know, and stuff like that. And I think all of our council members are as well, but, uh, you know they want they want me to run for council. I'm like I'm not a politician, dude. There ain't no way I ain't running. Now I run I run from that lady sitting in that bedroom every day. That's that's enough. <laughs> so, but, well, uh, hey, guess what time it is? Oh, it's, it's how you do the, the what the segment. Hey, those are cool tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the cobra? I mean, what is this one? What's the one right there? Oh, this. Uh huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. Not one regret, huh? I love him. I think he's great. Okay. I think he's a real winner, Casey. If I were you, I wouldn't use protection. Have what? fun. What? <laughs> I love that. That never gets old. And my credo. No my regrets. Credo. No regrets. Not one? Not one letter? <laughs> so, I just got a couple TikTok videos I was going to share with everybody. TikTok Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. It's government. Government's trying to take away it's TikTok right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is this China's looking in on us? Uh, hey, I, don't know, but, I don't know, but hey, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, what's that other app? Um, Snapchat? Snapchat's starting to become the new TikTok, man, if y'all play around on that. Well, oh, let's try it. Let's see here. Well, so, I mean, yes, yeah, so I have a Snapchat. I don't know. I'm just learning how to use TikTok right now, so. I see Joel on there dancing on that's the name. I need to stop that. Like, yeah. I'm like, why is this man sitting up here dancing? All right, so I'm gonna play this clip and I want you guys' opinion on it. You okay. Opinion. I'm gonna get my opinion. I want your that's a new opinion. word. Yeah, I want your opinion. Opinion.
Well, my opinion so far is it sucks. Oh. Did you humble him with your underwear off? He said, no, he yelled out, yes, he did. And I just remember going in the hallway, walking back and forth, like, and I walked back up and I was like, you your brother. You, you get what I'm saying, you a brother. So I'm looking at them too. I'm looking at them like, what? I can't understand. So I start punching Steven. You know, I'm, I'm like, what the is you doing to him? I just, I just start asking him questions. At this point, it's just spilling out. He's just spilling out. And mom, and he's doing like this, and he do this thing almost every night. He tell me how he was, the reason I put bags over Steven's head is because I thought he in the bed. My son was never a bad water. Didn't know it was Steven waking up every morning, pissing on like he was a damn piece of Okay. They had bunk beds. Stephen would get out the bed in the middle of the night. You would rape him in his own bed. You would pee on him instead of going to the bathroom. I'm waking up every morning thinking it was a bedwetter. So we just wash him up and go, you, you a bedwetter. So about what you did to the reason I put bags over Stephen's head because my son yeah, told wait. me that the plastic on his bed. I mean, stop this, man. Oh, my Listen, God. Listen, hey, do me a favor. Joel is no longer allowed to pick or choose <laughs> video. <laughs> Listen, if you agree with me, go ahead and contact our show right now. If you agree with me, please. Joel should never pay. Joel, what is wrong with you? What you been drinking today? I just want to know what you guys thought of that. That's all. I was like, I lost that. That's five seconds of my life that I'll never get back. No, ever. No, we're not getting that back. I'm going to sit up there. I was like, man, you torching me watching this, man. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel stupider than I already did for watching that. Like man, I would hate to be in the courtroom. Uh, you know, I'm that. I'm yeah, almost I, I'm almost. I, if I was a judge, I'd have just started screaming. Oh, guilty, guilty, whatever it is, it's guilty, guilty. Yeah, you I, know, I don't think I'm going to share any more TikToks. Yeah. You guys, that was the best me. one. <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> uh, there's not many to choose. Ladies and gentlemen, coming live from the oh, studio, the H Train Show will be discontinued. There's literally thousands of stuff you can share on TikTok. I mean, most you, of it adults. I mean, well, I'm seeing you. Well, the, <laughs> the videos that I saw today, I, I just, yeah, okay, all right. What's wrong with you? Let's go. Let's go ahead. So, so I, you... I have no comment on that last one. <laughs> okay. If he wants it to be a what the heck moment, that was a definite what the heck moment. What the I heck know, was it? I don't I'm even know what she. All I caught was the bedwetting part, and that was it. Yeah, uh, bag over his head. head. Dude kept coming back, and we got we got there. this one. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, this one looks interesting. I ain't gonna lie. Don't make me talk about you, Joel. Wait! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! We about to get think... we about to get banned from the FCC. <laughs> I well, I thought it was playing, and then, and ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our programming for the playing. rest of the year. We'll be back when we pay our million dollar fine through the FCC. <laughs> Jeez, wow, we 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 got a <laughs> great. Okay, is we are we playing? Are we good? I don't know yet. I want to do that. Be my guest because here I am to show you what it really looks like. He's 12 years old. What's great? Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, yeah, he won't come. 
I'll have to get it. Um, but I'm about to tell you everything you need to actually dry off a husky. I already bathed him. That's a that's an event of itself. But that's not appropriate for TikTok. So uh, you can see the drying. Be right back. Let me go get it. I so got that vacuum cleaner. I got the same vacuum two, cleaner for my dog. I recommend a hat. Why do I recommend a hat? Because all the hair is going to go everywhere. A mosquito hat, and this helps yeah. you. Yeah. To keep from breathing in all the dog's hair. Yeah, I breathe through my all nose when I do that. You'll be flossing your teeth <laughs> with dog hair for the yeah. next week. Yeah. Are you ready? And I take a shower afterwards. I'm nasty ass. <laughs> That's weird. I have the same thing. I do the same thing. Well, I mean, she's shoving it up the dog's ass. I mean, come on, look yeah, at I swear. it. I'm yelling like that, too. <laughs> Shit. Probably moaning. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so, so you have two settings on that vacuum, that little vacuum there. That's special for dogs. And you got two settings. You got a low and a high. And if you put it too high, it, it, it does get a little warm. <laughs> she need to get that dog undercoat shade. Is that dog white or black? <laughs> That's racist. She's fed it up. Yeah, she's fed it up. Yeah, that's, that's torturing a dog, though, man. When a dog don't like it like that, that's totally torturing. That's well, I, I, I so that's one thing. Look, there's two things I wanted to touch on. I wanted so, to ask. So, so, so my 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 dog. You've seen Eva, right? My service dog Eva has very short hair, right? So mm -hmm. she doesn't shed a lot, but she doesn't have an undercoat. So that's a good thing. She's a lab that doesn't have an undercoat. Now Terry who came from Southeastern Guide Dogs, he has an undercoat. So he's like that that husky there, but he takes a while to dry. Eva, Eva loves the dryer. She lays on her back. She let, I mean, she's so chilled. Terry, he doesn't like it too much, um, but he tolerates. He doesn't cry like that, but it's a lot of hair, but you got to know, you got to let him go away, cool off a little bit, come back, play with him a little bit more. I mean, it takes some time, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's that right there. She just, that late, that, that, that lady ain't married, ain't got no kids. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if she ain't married. She got no kids. I don't know. But, geez, that's so just like snow everywhere with that dog. So <laughs> when the dog was howling like that and I'm sitting here laughing, does that mean I'm going to go to hell? Because I was No, laughing. you don't go to hell for the first video you showed. <laughs> yeah, you definitely go to hell. <laughs> the first video you showed, you're going to hell for. That's what you're going to hell for. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was just a dog being groomed i guess yeah that was it I mean, yeah i mean that was just i gotta show that video to 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 andrea she she checked that out and then she flip out mm -hmm. i mean because she does she does a lot of the grooming she does the nails and stuff so eva when when she's doing a nail she's got like a a, a, a what do you call that thing uh, the nail clean nail file. yeah but she well she got a she got a, a clipper to clip them if they get too long but they never get that long but she's got a dremel a little dremel and she oh, can I'm, you know yeah it's like a little portable dremel Huh? I was never gonna get that. Never gonna yeah, guess yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She Dremel. got a Dremel. She just Dremels her nails, and even my sister like even thinks she's getting a pedicure and a manicure. She like, please, uh, pink. Can I get pink? Terry, hell no, to the no no. Terry's like, dude, don't worry about it. I'll get them. I'll get them cut some other time. I'm good. I just want to go 
out in the yard and do my business. Is anybody food out here? I mean, but yeah, it's dogs are different, man. Dogs are different, but yeah, I couldn't be a dog groomer. I couldn't be a dog groomer. There ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell. I got too much of a heart. That dog crying like that. Come on, man. Yeah, I was wondering if that was like, you know, like a oh, I like this kind of sound. No, that or dog, that, that was dog was like, saying this is torture. This is torture. Okay. All right. Okay. That was torture. So over the so, weekend so, so. I heard this over the weekend I heard this new comedian and I think you might know him because he's uh, from the Ohio area Matt Rife. Nope. So <laughs> here's this uh, sensation on TikTok. He What's just his name? Matt a, Rife? Uh, Huh? Matt what? Matt Rife. Rife. Yeah. W R I F E yeah he's he's on TikTok um He's on YouTube. He's on all social medias. He is funny. In fact, when I looked up his like con, you know, tour dates and stuff, like all of this stuff is sold out. If you haven't checked this guy out, you need to check this guy out. And the reason why he's so different is because he like talks to the crowd. Like he'll come up to. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a young. You know who he is. You'll know who he is. He's a young kid. He's a young yeah. kid. He's a young kid. He's got uh, here. I'll show you a picture of him. He's he's pretty water. funny. Dude, just we're in the middle of the show. What the hell? I'll show you a picture of this is him right here. He's he's pretty uh, funny. Are you just thirsty? He's pretty funny. Yeah, give me a water while you up. Uh, I guess. Oh, that kid. I just still don't yeah, know. Yeah, who he is. yeah. He's pretty <laughs> funny. He's pretty funny. He's he 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 he'll clown on the crowd. Uh, he clowns I mean, on the crowd. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, he clowns on the crowd. Like he has no, he has no f's to give. He will clown on the crowd, and it is, uh, yeah. The old lady doesn't like him too much. I think he's hilarious though. He'll clown on him in a minute. In a minute, <laughs> gotta be, a, gotta be, a, have a good comeback when you're a comedian. Oh yeah, he, he clowns on him like crazy, crazy. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, he's pretty funny. He's on TikTok a lot. I gotta, I gotta look him up. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't know him. I haven't been doing comedy much lately, so Uh, yeah. Once once I started back getting comedy, I like I'll get back into it. I know the competition is. Now, (laughs) after CMS, did you go to some more schooling for this video uh, business that you started? Uh, No, I just went on ahead and started it. Uh, We just bought the cameras, bought the equipment, and just. Went on from there, and then nice. started getting gigs. Nice. Like so yeah, definitely, it's, it's fun. When you coming to Florida? I never. I don't know <laughs> how crazy. Weed is legal here. We we like a second Colorado. We yeah, and apparently legal. guns are all legal too. <laughs> weed become legal in Florida. We weed has been legal for a while now. Yeah, you can get your medical marijuana card oh, and you buy get weed. A card, right. Yeah, but it's a it's a fraud, man. It takes you ten seconds to walk in there. These doctors are making hand over fist. They charge no, they charge I'm you hundred. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they, they yeah, yeah they charge you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean, they charge you one hundred fifty dollars. You walk in there, and and you tell them, you know, hey, look, I got you know, I got pancreatitis or the cancer. I got whatever, whatever. And the doctor goes, anxiety. You suffer from anxiety? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one there. I'm serious. And they write you a script for it, and then. Here's the thing. Then you get your, everybody in Florida. <laughs> but, but, but 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 then they then you get your medical marijuana license card like that. It don't, it's nothing. You get it from the. It's it's cool, right? How's the medical marijuana down there? Listen, I, I will tell you this. I, I don't. I don't. I don't smoke. 
because I, I have I bad know. lungs. Oh, cool. Okay, that's real. But you know, you can ingest it in other ways, like you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, like gummy bears and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just, I just heard. But um, so from somebody that I know that that used to buy their their uh, marijuana on the street, versus now they buy it in the shop, they said it's ten times more potent in the shop. Oh, I'm guessing so. Yeah, I'm like really. They're like, yeah, like, like this person took a gummy, like a gum. Oh no, it was a lollipop. They got a lollipop and they were like biting on it, crunching on it. They thought it was like a blow pop. And all of a sudden they were sitting there like, uh, staring <laughs> at the TV. I said, man, the TV ain't even on. Are you okay? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, how I mean, much did you eat? The whole lollipop. <laughs> how many dispensaries are out there? I'm kind of curious in Florida. How many dispensaries? Oh, we got them everywhere, but, but they're high end dispensaries and, and, I mean, it's like going into a doctor's office. people in Colorado now? I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're pretty high end. Like carts at our, you know, dispensaries. <laughs> <laughs> Literally shopping carts. We come up there just. Listen, when I, do you really? I got to take a trip. I got I, I got to see that. Listen, when I went to, um, when I was in the army, I took a, a, a road trip with a bunch of Germans that were friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And since I'm the only one that didn't drink, do drugs or anything like that, we took a road trip to Amsterdam. And just outside of Amsterdam was this boat called Smokies. And uh, it was a little boat on the river and stuff like that. And, and we went there. And it was a long-ass trip, man. I was hungry as hell. And they had nothing to eat. Nothing. They had, like, a couple of hash brownies. But they had no real food for, like, the white guy that didn't do drugs. I, like, <laughs> like, I couldn't understand that how you could. Man, I was going to open up right there on the spot. I was going to take all my money open up a hamburger stand right outside. You know how yeah, much money I would have made? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Shoot. Like nothing to eat, but yeah, they um, it was it was kind of weird because there you can buy you know hash and marijuana and everything just like openly. Um, yeah, the dispensaries here are are kind of like um, foo foo. I guess it's but it's kind of like it's like being on Rodeo Drive or Beverly Hills and going shopping or something like that. Like you walk in there and they got a counter, everybody's dressed nicely, and they go, "Hi, may I help you?" Oh, but here's the kicker: cash only. Cause we're the same here. Really, cash only? Why is that? Uh, well, it's not federally regulated yet. Yet, I see say the word yet. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it gets federally regulated, then it's it's on and popping. Um, they have some ways around it, I guess. Uh, I guess um, you can get a you, use your EBT card. <laughs> no, why are you saying? Think I got an EBT card, man? Come on, man! <laughs> no, Austin, you took it in. Not me. <laughs> this shit was right. zero to sixty I've races. Trying to get one, I've been trying to get one. And on our next episode, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, uh, no, it's pretty, um, pretty safe. We're cash only. As soon as we get federally funded, or hopefully, you know, we can get past this hump. Also, heard like you know. They're trying to get it so active duty military can use it. There's a lot of health benefits to marijuana, especially anxiety and stuff like that. I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, look, look. What does the military do when they get off duty? Seriously, and Joel and I drink. Yeah, that's, that's all they do is drink. Listen, drink. I knew a guy for two years. That's all he did oh, he when he did. got off of work was go and drink and drink. Yeah, right. So and then you so got an alcohol you, problem. Absolutely. So, so if 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 they can use the marijuana to take the edge off for anxiety or depression or whatever, be it. Then oh, absolutely, look. You're talking. It. You're talking to somebody who was a Florida State Trooper, mm -hmm. right? I have been to so many accidents where alcohol was involved and arrested so many people for DUI driving under influence because they were right. Mm -hmm. But I have never been to an accident, and I'm not saying you should get high and yeah. drive. But I've never been to an accident where marijuana was involved. Out. 
Right. Figure out how to turn on the vehicle. No, you're not even at your car, man. What are you talking hey, about? Man. Hey, man, y'all want Uber Eats? We gonna do some Uber <laughs> Eats over here. Saying, yeah, man. yeah. So, so I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, I, I, I believe that it has properties that are so beneficial to people, and absolutely, I think that it federally needs to be uh, regulated and no longer made as a crime. Period. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you have prohibition. You tried that, right. and that that worked out what? Like a shy stripper? Not at all. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so now you got now you got regulating marijuana. That's going to work out like a kindergarten teacher that hates kids. Right. You can tax it all you want to, and it will solve absolutely. Everything. You can absolutely. probably solve homelessness with the taxation. Well, from what I understand, money for any from what I from what I understand, the taxes from that marijuana stuff for Colorado. It's supposed to be going to like the schools and the potholes and stuff like that. I don't see it happening, but mm. that's what it's supposed to go to. Well, yeah, we, we elected officials that you know found better uses for that money. Yes, yes. Yeah. Of course, it's always like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah that's know. why we're on a radio show and not in politics, gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So today we're our when we go on our nonprofit break. When we come back, we'll be having the interview of the week. And just to let you know, he's a he's a like travel guide. And I don't know. We're gonna find out if like he's a travel guide, kind of like um, well, like I think he is a travel uh, guide. Uh, like That's uh, what he said he is. I'm not well, gonna doubt that. Well, like yeah. like who says like hey, I'm a travel guide. Right, 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 right. Like, what kind of travel guide though? Like, like rafting or like There's different types of travel guides. It's just like travel. That's the guy he is for travel. <laughs> <laughs> he is for travel. That's what it like is. Like Joel's expecting to be like with a hat on and going. Upscale, zebra. Just get me to Vegas. Hey, there's some guides, you know, and like. Can give me the Vegas for fifty dollars. That's all. I'm That's saying. it. Hey, let me tell you something. When COVID was at, when COVID was at its highest, man, I traveled all the time, man. Oh, and yeah. I caught deals left and right. One hundred fifty nine dollars for a week stay at the freaking MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. <laughs> Round trip flight one hundred twenty dollars. I'm like Costa Rica, man. I, I I flew everywhere. I was like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will wear that mask everywhere. I don't care. Just. <laughs> What, but get everywhere $150? Give me that. I'll wear the mask. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, with the video stuff that you're doing. Oh, we back to this. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I I was just going to ask, is it is it built as a business or is it going to be a non-profit? Or? Oh, no, no, no. We're doing this for profit. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's for okay. profit. This is, no, no, no. It's definitely for profit. Uh, oh, okay. But it's a brother. Brother said, I'm hungry. I got to eat. Hey, I crazy. Eat. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is all I'm doing non-profit right here on NBR. Anything else? Oh, no. We're doing it for profit. Uh, definitely. We uh, uh, Just basically, um, we, we film in local events. Uh we might be busy uh, around the 420 time, of course. Uh, people want to shoot and stuff. Uh, their parties and, you know, do podcasts as well. So definitely, yeah, we are um, we do it all. We are a one-stop trade. That's Power Rod Media. We also got a, you know, website up, you know, powerrodmedia.com. So if you want to check us out. Uh, but we are in the local Denver 
Colorado area. So yeah, we could definitely do something. That's amazing. It's amazing. Sounds good. Sounds and good. Who's that, who's that website again? Let me know. Pal P A L Rod R O D R one word. Uh, media. M E D I A. I had to make sure I spelled that right. <laughs> I wasn't the best speller. I was, spe- I was spell checking it. Don't worry, you good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look that up, and uh, the website's still in the works. But yeah, we are taking uh, we're doing a lot of video shoots. Uh, like I said, last this past Saturday, we uh filmed a boxing match up oh, in nice. uh, uh up in um Karma City, Colorado. Yeah, oh wow, not too bad. It was a pretty good event. It was uh that was for nonprofit for a charity. Uh, gloves up. Uh, guns down. Uh, make sure you know. Trying to stop violence by with violence. You know, tell people to fight it out, not shoot it out. Which is yeah. What happened in the old days, man? When you like got in a fight with somebody, I did that in Germany. You had a dude, him. man, that took a swing at me, and I whooped his ass. And two weeks later, we were drinking beer, laughing about his black eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like what happened? Like you got a winning record there, man. Come on, man. I don't even have Who, me. Oh no, I got losing records, true. <laughs> I lost a few. I lost a few. I ain't gonna lose a couple of them. I ain't no easy win. Easy win. I'll tell you that. Listen, but I ain't go down like no punk. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go on our next nonprofit break, and and uh, in regards before the interview, unless you or Roddy have another like story time to share that you you want to talk about? No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I'm all right. Traumatized from the first. Movie. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? All right, then we're gonna go on a big time nonprofit break, and when we come back, it's interview time. So whatever you do, stay with us. Don't go away. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the H Train Show. After serving in three different branches in the military and working closely with the others, I lost friends in every branch. And the common thread was a really great guy with a very young child. I was really concerned how were they being mentored and, and how were they being encouraged while they were kids, while they were growing up, that I could find very short-term things, but not something that was based on long-term development. First time we meet again So much we've been through I'm amazed, I'm amazed. Angels of America's Fallen engages children of our fallen military and first responders in positive outlets for their grief throughout their entire childhood. We want to see them invest in themselves through practice in sports, music, or arts. They open up, their, their self-confidence improves, they become more outgoing, their uh, happiness improves. And it's just impactful for them to not focus on the grief and not focus on being a child whose parent has passed, but instead focus on, I'm a kid that likes soccer. I'm becoming a better soccer player, or I'm a swimmer. Whatever their passion is, we're gonna try to find a way to say yes to that. Look at my eyes, together we'll ride, together we'll I 
One of our families actually has fallen through every crack that you could imagine in the system. But the two kids are amazing. Uh, they are the most courteous, loving, and thankful kids that I think I've ever met. They've been able to do swimming, and uh, it was really cool because uh, Anthony wanted to go down a big water slide. And the thing was that he couldn't swim at all, so he couldn't do it, and he couldn't you know, come out the end of the tube. And we were able to enroll him in swimming lessons. And, uh, and for both Isis and then Anthony, um, they progressed really well on their swimming, and then Anthony got to go down the slide. I know the world goes around, round, round. Look at my eyes. Together we'll rise. I want you to know there'll be a place right in my heart, right in my head. I want you to The last numbers that we received from the Department of Defense showed that there were over 16,000 children of fallen military in the United States. The sacrifice for families of our fallen is ongoing, and our commitment to them should be ongoing as well. The need is great, and you can make an immeasurable difference with a financial gift today. They gave all for our legacy. Will you stand with me in giving back to theirs? Help support more kids like me and her. Yeah, I messed that up. You mess it up. You just tell me to do it. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the VA. You're listening to the Ace Train Show. Okay, so we came back a little bit early. Um, our interview isn't in until top of the hour, but all the other commercials were like six minutes and, you know. I figured I'd come back early and we talk about everybody's Easter, how, uh, how, how that went with their family. You talked a little bit about it, Roddy, when it comes to, what did you do for Easter? Sleep. <laughs> sure. I play, I play call of duty. I slept for Easter. I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. It's like Easter is one of those holidays that you, you kind of celebrate. I don't know. It's just like, okay, it's here. It's just the beginning of spring. And uh, for other people, I mean, I used to celebrate it when I was a kid and, you know, really religious at the time. Um, not that religious now. Um, and just, man, it's just one of those days where you just chill, use the day for your own personal reasons. I just think I don't know. I, I'm just not. I was never a big Easter guy. I was a big Christmas guy. Thanksgiving, uh, that's my favorite holiday. I still think. I mean, Halloween is catching up to all those. But other than that, not big Easter. Like, what do you got to look? At? What do you look for for Easter? I mean, what what do you look forward to for Easter? Putting I think it's more of a kids' your, holiday. No, nah, you're putting on your best suit and going to church and uh, you know giving praise that Jesus has risen. He paid the ultimate price for our sins. And now he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and 
Y'all looking at me like I need to stop. Bring out the Bibles. We about to have church. I didn't know he was going to take me to church. Take me to church. No. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I think that everybody has a different vibe. You know, I think as you get older, though, Roddy hit it right on, on the pit. As you get older, it's like, it, that's your peace day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your day to peace. Of, just leave me alone. It's my day to relax. You know, Jesus is risen. I don't want to rise yet. I want to stay in bed and sleep. Stay in bed and sleep, yeah. I was, I mean, I know I'm not thinking about everybody's political affiliation, uh, political affiliation but um I watch a lot of Bill Maher, and I don't agree with everything he says, but I think he just, I like how he brings everybody to the table more than anything. And um, basically, like, um, I like, he does this thing at the end of the show called uh, New Rules, and he said, okay, everybody gets a day. What about atheists? Atheists, shouldn't they have a day? And their day is just nothing. We don't believe in nothing. They don't do anything. And just one weekend out of the year, I mean, you should be included. Every We're including everybody else in everything right now. I mean, I think next month is Pride Pride Month, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Next month is Pride Month. Everybody's getting included in all this stuff. Atheism, atheists should get their own holiday, too. I mean, just one day where you just don't do anything. Three-day weekend, you, you think about yourself at a time. And, and at this point in time, I think that is much needed. I, it, it was done as a comedy skit, but however, it made total sense to me. I'm like, hey. I think that would uh, be Halloween. No, just so Absolutely. Not. One, one yeah. day. Like, I, I think, was it? Japan has one, one, one day, like on the 11th, the first of 11th, uh, yeah, or the first of 11th of November. Uh, it's one, one, one. You buy yourself something. And you do it. And I thought, like, yeah, you focus on yourself one day. And it should be like we were just talking about mental health health awareness day. Yeah. There should be a day that you should focus on yourself. That's the how I agree. There you I go. Agree. And this is this is stress awareness, you know, same thing, mental health awareness month. And we've I've been trying to um I've been trying to post nonprofits of the day that deal with you know, um, PTSD, mental health, anything like that. So if you guys have any that I haven't shared already, please let me know and send them in. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our special guest. Our interview of the week is Jovel. And I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. So I'm going to let you go ahead and pronounce your name so that... No, you got it right. People can dig at me. How did you mispronounce his name? It's your name. No. <laughs> I was like, it's Joel. I well, mean, like... No, y'all, y'all got the same exact name. He's got a point. That, that is horrible. How do you mispronounce his name? I've heard, I've name? heard, I've heard Joel. I've heard people stare at me like, oh, it's, I like hate it's, it it's four letters. I, you can only have so many combinations to get it wrong. So <laughs> I hate it when they do that. When they say Joel, whenever, whenever anybody says Joel, I know, I know for a fact that it, it's a, it's a telemarketer. Yep. Because no every time. Jo- or a bill collector. Like they want to be nice for they try to take more money from you. Right. Um, you let them take money from you. you know, they, they be practicing for me. You know, I give them that phone. Well, they can try. They That's the best part. They're trying real hard. <laughs> so, Joel, tell us a little bit about it. Uh, uh, is it uh, 
is it a nonprofit? Is it? I'm, I'm uh, transitioning to a nonprofit. Right okay. Um, as you know, to become a nonprofit, there's a lot of steps in, yeah. in that, yeah. and, and it's not cheap either. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm a I'm a veteran. Um, I grew up living in Maine. That's my home, and uh, I was in the military for a while, and then I bounced around doing some federal work, contracting work, you name it, just normal rigmarole. When you know you've got degrees you want to use, and you start to look around and realize you probably wish you didn't get those degrees, but you're still trying live and learn. Right. Um, but I'm from the woods. That background I have is actually from where I live. Um, that's the fall up here. So I came home and said, I need to do something more with the outdoors. And <clears throat> I was lucky that the VA was having a pilot program to have disabled veterans become registered main guides. Um, that's kind of like, it's a big deal here to become a guide because you have to get licensed and there's a lot of uh, training you go through. So a number of us got in the program, a few of us managed to graduate and then you're kind of your own business and anyone that's ever run a business knows that it's not easy. You're competing with everybody and their brother, it seems like. And of course, I, I'm a vet. I try to help veterans. I try to help law enforcement. I try to help anybody that needs it. And so I have worked with a number of not-for-profits that do outdoor activities to help people uh, try to find a new path in life when dealing with depression, PTSD, things of that nature. Um some people grew up in areas where they didn't have access to the outdoors. And for anyone that has been outside, you know, it's, it's healing. You can find yourself out there. And I've seen a lot of people through different groups that were on a lot of medications. They were having a lot of issues. They, they found a way to disconnect in a healthy way using the outdoors. And they found new things to do to not only get away from the buzz. And that's a term that um, a lot of people I work with talk about when they know they're going to have an episode of some type, they almost feel this buzzing going on that their body's telling them too much stress, too much anxiety, too much something. Then you see them come out and try something new. Some people have never fished before. Some have never hunted before. Some don't even like hiking and you get them out outside of their element into a place where they're a little uncomfortable. And after a while they start to see it the way I see it. It's not scary. It's relaxing. It's you can go out there. And I've had people go, can you walk away for like half an hour? Okay. <laughs> and I will hear them just screaming at the top of their lungs in the woods and you come back and it's like everything that was holding them back is gone. They're completely a different person. They just needed a release. And so my, my wife is from Iceland. Um, she's one of the top bakers in the world. And she's been learning a lot about my journey as we've been together and supports me in what I do. And she saw how I started looking at how things operate here. And I said, you know, I, I have more fun. I get more enjoyment out of what I do by not making it a business where I have to make money. I like finding that underserved group of people, whether it's kids or it's veterans who have been left behind, who just need a friend, someone to go out and help them feel confident. In, in the outdoors, whether it's, I just want to go for a hike. How do I do it? Or when a kid comes up and says, I want to go to your survival school and learn how to do stuff in the woods. That fills me with pride to see them say, I've identified, I really play too many video games or I'm not confident in the outdoors. How do I learn to do that? And some of the best moments I've seen is when we've had some, uh, some of the grizzled older veterans sometimes that you probably, if you saw them in the park, wouldn't approach them because they've got that look on their face, which we've all had at some point. Uh, and I've seen them at some of these events we have turning and listening to the kids. And next thing I know, they're walking around helping these kids. They don't even know. 
and I'm seeing them shed bad things from themselves. I'm seeing them let go of things they didn't even know was on their back because now they're helping this, this kid who does need help, who may have their own issues at home or just doesn't have a lot of friends and they connect. And it's a great feeling seeing them do that because I can't be everywhere. I can't do everything, but I'm giving them all kind of like a spark and what they do with it is up to them. And there's many groups like me. I mean, if you go online and look at uh, uh, some of the different not-for-profits that do very similar stuff, we're all aiming for the same goal. We just go about it differently. Um, my belief is I think a lot of people want more one-on-one. So you can go to some large events, whether it's survival stuff or even in the guide world, and there's a lot of people and there's some instructors doing things. But to me, I remember going to my first big college where there was like 200 people in the class. And I remember looking around and going, there's absolutely no way the person's going to know my name unless I really do something wrong. Um, and I'm probably not going to get that one-on-one -on -one attention I might need if I struggle. And I've carried that with me both from the military training people to where I am now, where I believe I should be able to remember your name. I should be able to chat with you. And if you need a little extra help, we want to do that. And I think that's what sets us apart is we're big on having that personal relationship to help you now and in the future. Because once you come and hang out with us, you're family for life. That that never changes. And I've had people from years ago call me out of the blue and say, please tell me you're still doing this because I just tried X, Y, and Z and I didn't like it and I really want to come back. Cool. So send me a message. We'll let you know what our schedule looks like. So in a nutshell, that's that's kind of what I do and what I'm, I'm aiming towards because I've got kids I see them struggling uh, in their own way in areas that me growing up, we didn't have the social media. We didn't have the Internet, so to speak, like this. So they're dealing with things that even though I, I know what it is, I didn't live through it. So I can't relate in that manner to them. But I want them to have that outlet and confidence to go do things with other kids and break the mold. Because in my opinion, social media and some of the things happening in this world are some of the worst things that have ever happened to us. We've we've created a monster that doesn't have the checks and balances to safeguard our own kids. And we could do it, but if anybody watches anything that happens in legislature or Congress, we know it's probably not going to happen anytime soon because they can't agree on what time of the day it is, let alone how to safeguard our kids. And most of us, I think, look at it from a more logical standpoint. We, we've got some ideas that make sense that are proven that work fairly well. Um, but since I'm not that person, I'm not the president, and I'm probably never going to be a congressman, uh, this is what I do in my own way to fight back. I want my kids to be okay. I want my neighbor's kids to be okay. And I want everyone to know that if they want to learn something, that's that's what I'm here for. Um, do, you got a you... do you have a story about a crazy adventure that you've been on? <laughs> Anyone that goes in the woods in Maine has a story. And it depends on, on how much, how much you want to believe. You guys believe in Bigfoot? Uh, I, uh, I'm not going to say it doesn't <laughs> exist. I mean, yeah. tell okay. it, tell it. Tell okay, it. okay. So, um, Bigfoot, this is this is one that you, you know. Just watch cocaine bear, maybe. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I could see a bear on cocaine, no problem. That mm -hmm. that that that's like a Tuesday for some guys with half the stuff we see in the woods. You know, you never what you're going to run into. Right. But um, <clears throat> so on one of our bear sites, it was kind of out out off the beaten path, which is where they should be. Um. I had a weird vibe about this one. We had, we had seven or eight in this one area. And every time I went in there, I'm like, it gets really dark and really quiet every time I come in this place. It's like a tunnel. And I said, oh, it's fine. It's probably just because there's a lot of animals in here. So I decided to hunt it one night. And I climb up in the tree and it's starting to get dark. And 
I had every bird and squirrel you could imagine running around. So it was like a, a, a city. So I'm kind of zoning out because I'm like, well, this is pretty boring and I don't want to move too much. And then I look at my watch. I've got maybe 20 minutes left of legal hunting. And then I realize there's no animals. They are gone. Just gone. And I get excited because I'm like, well, that if there was a bear coming in, that, that can happen. So one of the things you listen for with bears is if they're coming into a plot, they like to break a branch really loud. And it's a sign to any animal in there there's another animal coming in. Because a small bear definitely doesn't want to bump into a large bear because uh, that won't end up very well. Mm-hmm. So I go, cool, he's right behind me. Maybe 30 yards, I don't know. Well, I can hear it moving around uh, this opening. The opening was about 80 yards across. And probably 30 yards out was the, the, the barrel where the bear would come in. So I'm sitting there and then I'm realizing, man, I didn't bring any like uh, night vision scope, thermals, nothing. I really, because this is a day hunt technically. Now I'm realizing it's getting really dark and this thing is circling me. And I'm like, whatever, if it needs to fight me, let's let's go. I've got, I've probably got a knife. Ready, huh? You know, if I go down, I'm going down like a man, which means I'll be screaming and horrible things, but nobody hears it. So they'll be like, oh, he died tough. He didn't hear the squeals I made. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and then it stops directly across from me and i know it stopped there because i heard it and i could see a little bit of this tree moving but no matter how hard i look at it i just can't see it and that's when it pops into my head all the problems i've had with this one site no cameras work on it Mm. does not matter what brand if it's a solar powered if it's batteries it will not record that site i tried easily 10 different cameras so now part of my brain is turning going you know that feeling you get right before something horrible happens? I think we're going across that bridge right now. And I start hearing this sound. Cat out of here. Um, which <laughs> sounded like this thing was beating these sticks against each other, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. I've never had a bear do anything weird like that before. And then I realized they weren't sticks. They sound like logs. So this thing is just ramming them. And I'm going, I should see something by now. And I can hear it loud as day. And then my watch goes beep, beep, beep time for you to get out of the tree stand because legal hunting's over and I go I don't know what that is and it doesn't want me here and I'm supposed to leave now so I thought maybe if I'm really quiet and I move slow so I have to turn my back to it to start climbing down and it hucked that part of the log across that 80 yards and it slammed into the bottom of the tree I was in ouch that was the moment where I decided I didn't care anymore I was leaving (laughs) And uh, that was the moment. <laughs> that was the moment. I slid down like a fireman on that ladder. I hit the ground. I spun around. I had my light out. I turned my other light on. I was like, if you're going to get me, it's from behind because I'm not turning my back on you. And I slowly worked my way out and I hit the road and I ran for my truck. And of course, as soon as I hit the road, just another day, it was like walking through a door into a different world. And so I said, okay, I'm not going to tell anybody that story. That's between me and whatever happened out here. One week later, I dropped off a friend of mine at that exact same spot. He wanted to bow hunt. And I said, yeah, not a problem. It's when the bears come in, it's great. And we technically have bears every night. He goes, well, where are the pictures? And I'm like, yeah, I can't seem to make the cameras work on that one, but I'm sure it's fine. I go to pick him up later. I go in to get him. We bring him out. He's chatting. He goes, hey, uh, is anything weird ever happened in there? And I go, no, of course not. But what do you mean? And then he basically retells me my story, but it just happened to him. And instead of two logs, it was two rocks 
And when I went back in the next day, the one it threw at me, the log was on one side. And this rock that I could not have probably thrown more than 10 feet was sitting next to the bottom of the tree. And I went, I think I'm going to pick a different spot to hunt. I think it's told me it doesn't want me here. Um, <laughs> so where are you located at? Like, where are you at? You said that that, that scenery right behind you is from, is from your backyard, basically. Yeah. So where I live in Dover Foxcroft, Maine, which is oh, okay. uh, almost dead center of the state. Um, we call it kind of like the Shire. That's one of the nicknames for it because we're in a decent valley right before you really start heading north into the big woods and big mountains. Okay, Maine um, is a very highly populated state. I don't think it is, but uh, not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. We have 1.3 million people total in the whole state, and most oh, of them wow. are in the southern part. So once you start yeah. getting up near me, I mean, it's it's far yeah, it's too between. Not a huge population. Most people, you know, it's it's nice folk. They don't really. We don't have issues, so to speak. We don't disagree with each other all the time. And if we do, it's at least formal and nice, you know. Um, it's, closer and it's, to... it's hard up here because, you know, we know that every state is different and there's issues in other states that we don't have here yet. I'm sure we will at some point, but um, it, it means an old state. And when they say that, people people think like when we were incorporated, but we actually have the the highest population of senior people living here, even compared to Florida. So like. Here we are, the state that has all the seasons, including mud season and horrible cold season. We have some of the highest taxes, give or take, depending on what job you have. But people love living here, so a lot of the old folks stay here. Um, so I I like going out and seeing a mix of young kids and older doing stuff together. And conservation's huge here, of course, because tourism's a big deal. So one of the big things is protect the wilderness, do the right thing, don't litter. And that's the some of the core concepts of our survival school is, you know, we start with medical. So they learn CPR, AED, tourniquet, all stuff they need for any real world emergency. Then you start working into pointy objects, uh, primitive weapons, traps, mm-hmm. anything the kids oh. want to learn. <laughs> you take them to the safety and then straight into the knives, bows, guns. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, if they cut themselves, they can deal with it now. And- but you're training them. <laughs> I give them that. I give you that. You're training them how to yeah. use it. So I got yeah. that's a lot less than what other people are doing. So I you know, and I haven't had a single parent call me and say that the cat was skinned or anything. So we're doing pretty good. We haven't <laughs> had that issue yet. That's dope. So I'm 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 assuming, but I'm pretty sure. What's the criteria for being involved in your organization? Is it no disability, just DT14? No, pretty pretty much if uh, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'm a veteran and I'd like to attend your stuff, I don't really ask too many questions. Um, I, know that, I know that there's always the issue of, uh, I guess, stolen valor's term people use, but I haven't run into it too much. Most veterans, when you talk to someone, within a few minutes, you can tell if they're full of crap or not. Um, it's normal, right? You can you can ask a couple questions and everyone's story is different, but some things stand out. And so my thing is, if you're reaching out to me because you want to do this as a reason, I'll chat with you. I make sure that you can physically do it. So, I mean, if somebody said, hey, can you organize a, a canoe trip for a week? Um, I, I can. Uh, but if the people that want to go should not be in a canoe, I'm not going to put them in a canoe. Um, I don't want to risk them or risk what might happen to me in the process. So we have a conversation about what your goal is. And, you know, I've had people get in touch with me that they didn't know what they wanted to do. They just needed to get away. And I said, that's your goal right there. That's the first part of your goal. We, as and I can only speak from the male point of view, I was born a male, I am a male, um, and I'm a veteran. We tend to think things in a certain manner because that's how it's kind of brainwashed into us. We're taught this is how we function. This is how we think. 
Um, I think it's gotten to the point now that as a society, we overcomplicate things. We overthink, like, I have to have a solution to this right now. And it needs to be 100 points. No. Simplify your life. Simplify your thought process. Because when you do, you'll see there's not as much probably on the radar that could bother you. That's what I noticed. We overthink it till it becomes a problem. The second part is when you look at the, the, the root cause sometimes, it's a lot simpler than you think. But we're taught it can't be. It has to be something elaborate. So... Um, I take out veterans. I take out first responders and their family. I've done gold star families. Um, honestly, anybody could come to me if they want to. It's it's a matter of pricing. You know, so if somebody comes to me and they're not a veteran, then they're probably going to pay full price for a class. Um, veterans get discounts. EMS gets discounts. Um, I've even done quite a bit for free. Um, it just depended on what the situation was. It's it's kind of cool that last year, um, you know, a lot of our instructors for people that, that don't know this are the ones you see on TV. So the show Naked and Afraid, Alone, Migration, those are the people who who I know and work with us and they fly out here to do this. And Is Naked and Afraid out there? Um, I mean, you and I could make Naked and Afraid no, if we here. I just don't know who's going to watch it. It's going to be fully closed and armed. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> well, I will say when you take off most of your clothing, you think differently outside. Right. Because you're immediately going, all right, I might have been a lot braver if I had pants on today. Well, at least give me you my know. underwear. I'm right. That, you know, I don't want it, it, it makes you slow down and think more methodically about what you're trying to do. Correct. Um, and, and they come and these people bring their skill sets and backgrounds. And we do things from identifying medicinal plants to sourcing water to pure, you know, the, the things that people can do, but maybe they don't know they can do. And it's not as difficult as it seems, but the other part of that is do it the right way. If you do it the right way, it's a lot easier than doing it the wrong way. So we try to teach them right the first time and then tell them if you have a question, concern, just just call, email, stop by. Um, you know, we the hunting thing is one thing because, again, the state regulates hunting and fishing and all that. So if that's stuff they want to do, there's things I can't control, whether it's the cost of the license or the insurance. There's things I just we have to follow. But um, last year was the first time that we had a group of kids from the YMCA come up. I had been reaching out to our local YMCA and chatting with them. And YMCA, like many groups, has gone through changes over the years. And they were looking to find something to get kids more engaged in the outdoors. And I said, well, I have my survival class this week going on. Why don't you bring them up on this day for a couple of hours and we'll walk around, show them stuff. And I had no idea how it was going to go. I was hoping for the best. You know, I had some snacks for the kids. They're all excited. They got here and hit the ground running, and after three and a half, four hours, they weren't tired. Their parents were coming to pick them up, and they're just like, we want to come back. And I didn't actually know what to say. The parents were thanking me, like, I haven't seen my kid this excited in so long. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to be this excited, to be honest with you, but I'm stoked that they really wanted to come and do this. And they're like, well, when, when's your next class? I'm like, that is what I will work on, because the goal is to run these classes every week during the summer and then have some winter ones that we operate once in a while too. Cause that's the other part, right? It isn't always sunny here. Um, it won't always be sunny wherever you are. You might be in inclement weather. Well, it's good to at least have a basis of knowing what to do. Um, right. And bringing instructors from different backgrounds in is awesome too. Cause even though I have a curriculum I try to follow, they can take stories that they've experienced, whether it's on the trail in the Midwest or in Brazil and they, help the kids see in real life the things they had to deal with. Um, and I think sometimes that goes a long way with people, especially kids with short attention spans, right? They, they're good for 30 seconds. There's a squirrel and they're all gone. They're in the woods. You're mm -hmm. trying to find them like they're lucky charms hidden away somewhere. So they, they really get engaged hearing these stories. And 
working with people. And I, I'm blessed, to be honest, that I'm in a position where I'm slowly being able to do this more and more. Oh, okay, that's great. That's great. So amazing. when are you going to come out? That's the big, everyone's going to be wondering now. When are you going to come out? Do, do they have an airport in Maine? That's how I never. Do we have a airport in Maine? In Maine? Yeah, oh, that's a fair question. Well, that I mean, it depends on. Do you mean hot air balloon, or do you mean like the one with the thing that spins? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, <laughs> that would not make me come out. To, I, I was in the Air Force for twenty years, and. Uh, I'm not a. I still don't ride a plane with propellers, so it's just not, not me. Well, those are, come on, those are the safest ones. They're fine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's like, no, they're not. Okay, <laughs> if you want to say that, I was there for No, we have we have we have uh, Portland International Airport, which is about two and a half hours from here. We have Bangor International Airport. Two and a half in- hours. That's the closest Man, one. I don't think you know how big my state is. I'm pretty sure I, I've seen it. I mean, it's one of them states that's up in the northern. Yep. Eastern is the most yep. state, but I mean, geez. If you wanted to go from two and a half hours one to end airport, to the other, you should plan for about a four and a half, five hour drive. Oh my goodness. I mean, but no, you said two and a half hours airport. Yeah. That's just crazy. Well, no, that's that's for Portland. 45 minutes away is Bangor International Airport, so that's better. Oh, but the, okay. pri- the price difference, because uh, <laughs> oh, we, we live in the USA, right? I mean, so you, you only know, have like three flights a day, don't y'all? I mean, oh, yeah, it's pretty small, you know. <laughs> Uh, but you know, every time I've checked, it's anywhere from like three to six hundred dollar price difference between the two. I'm like three hundred dollars. I'll drive two and a half hours to save three hundred dollars. That's fine. yeah, yeah. We're gonna rent a car. We're gonna go to New York yep. and rent a car and drive up. That's and cool. the thing is, I'll pick you up too. I mean, I'll drive down, throw you in the van. You know, we'll go that back and get good some nachos. I'm sorry, <laughs> throw us in the van. I, I didn't heard murder stories. Listen, I, I didn't mean like that van. I mean, I have a nice van. <laughs> hey, Joel, we're running out of time, but before we go, uh, it is the two minute or the two minute warning. The time to shine. <laughs> this is your time to shine, baby. Yeah, I'm in a boy band, you know. On the, no, on the I weekends. believe it. it's fine. Yeah, I, I think your dance routine is awesome. Mr. Cleans. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cleans, that's all, that, that's good. I like that. This is the time that maybe we didn't ask you that right question. You know, this is the time that uh, you fill in the gaps. Tell people something I'm, that we didn't. I'm yeah, just one. I'm just us, one yeah. dude. You want to tell us about your? I, I'm laptop. just one dude. Even though I've got friends helping me, that I'm slowly growing this. I mean, I've worked with not-for-profits like uh, Allied Extract, which is in Ukraine and Afghanistan. I, I've worked with the Team Rubicon. I'm involved with a lot of stuff because it, that's where my heart takes me. Like I want to help the people that need it. And right now at home, this is my way of helping. So while I'm not the fanciest, I'm not the biggest, and probably no one knows me yet. Um, I'm, I'm not here to go out and take over the world and be that guy that's on the news all the time uh, because I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm not out in the woods. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, if anybody has questions, I say just uh, nanookguides.com, which will take you to my Facebook page to actually build the website. And you can message me. You can text me. You can email me. Um, I'm always happy to discuss, give you ideas, pointers. But the big thing is if you're coming to Maine and you just don't know what to do, shoot me a message. I can give you pointers, ideas. If you want to come hang out, I'm fine with that too. Um, I'll slowly progress and get bigger because my goal is to, at some point, have my own actual camp on a lake with all the houses, all the equipment, and I'll be running it year round. And hopefully it's fun enough that if we have uh, veterans and their kids, that it's it's free or, or very low cost for them to come here and not only find the path they want to be on, but with the mental health crisis we have 
in this country right now, which to me is an absolute public health pandemic um, because it's something we can't seem to get our hands on. I think that sometimes what those families need is to step out of that bubble that we're surrounded in and get that disengaged break. And I'm hoping to create that place for them to come and not only feel like they've all healed individually, but strengthen that relationship as a family because veterans and their families are very unique. And unless you are one, it sometimes is, is hard to relate to them, even between EMS, firefighters, all that, we're all kind of in our little lane that is similar, but different. Um, and I'm hoping to create something where people from all walks of life can come, have a good time, make some friends and leave feeling really good about the path they're on. And they can come as many times as they want. Uh, I would never tell somebody no, unless I just didn't have the room. So Okay, we're gonna leave it on that note. <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's Joel Valley. Uh, thank you for having me for coming on the show. Thank no, thanks for having me. Invite hey, me back anytime. I'll, I'll grill you guys. <laughs> Great. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is everybody's favorite battle. Hello, how are you today? Running around like a crazy woman, sir. Getting very ready for uh, Miss Rosie the River herself to come visit us. So that was pretty fun. Uh, and a little nervous. <laughs> I don't want to break a national treasure or anything. I mean. <laughs> uh, kind of like her bodyguard for the week. Yeah. And her press. Um, and kind of a little of everything. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it, actually. Um we're going to be flying from, uh, of course, she lives in Philadelphia. So we're going to be um, flying out to Philly. We're going to, uh, I'm going to pick her up and we're going to head on over. So um, to Texas, we actually had her cowgirl hat made, a rosy cowgirl hat, which is adorable at her hat shop, which is a big shop down here. Um, and they do like custom hat bands and even like branded like the R's and the Texas. So it's super fun. Um, I'm excited. I hope she likes it. <laughs> now, <clears throat> Roddy. I don't know. Do you know what she's talking about in regards of um, Rosie the Riveter? Oh, yes. Yeah. The, the lady that was um, when the man went off the war. Was it World War Two or World War One? World War Two, I believe, right? And then they had the poster of her. Where <laughs> Rosie the Riveter, right? That's the, and no, I'm dead serious. That, that's that's that it's, it's just the faces. If she was in the to see, then you would have known. Sir, know your history. Yeah, well, 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 she was the lady with the. No, this. that yeah. was Rosie the you know, Rosie never got paid for that. Just gonna point that out, saying. Yeah, uh, no I wasn't born during that time, so. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't know that. We <laughs> had her history, and especially living history. So, and so for those of you guys that don't know, um, we've been talking about Rosie the Riveter, who is actually um, her name is actually May Cryer. Um, there are more than one, of course, and like everyone always assumes like that Norman Rockwell print is basically like all of them, but there were black Rosies, there were Latina Rosies, there were all types and from all places in life. And actually a lot of Rosies were gold star parents themselves while they were working during World War II. Ask me what the, I mean, we're gonna have random Rosie facts until she, like, until this whole thing's over. Sorry, guys. Um, but ask me how much she got paid an hour compared to men. In World War II, yes. 
And then I'm going to get set up. I'll fall in. Uh, 15 cents. How much did you get paid? 90 cents an hour. Fixing, uh, putting together planes that they would get hundreds of thousands, if not more, these now in this era. How much men got paid? Men got paid three to times five, uh, or even five times more than females. So wow. it was not even remotely close. And a lot of time, Rosies could get into places to rivet that men couldn't. So they were actually usually more efficient and faster. And they had to do a lot, um, I guess, less work around to do it. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, so I'm uh, DJ Bad Bumbatty. You know, you're a resident Hellraiser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I did want to talk about a couple programs. Um, I'm looking at it just to make sure I have everything right. So um, a lot of veterans, um, we are not even just veterans, like college students or seniors um, or even just people that are having a rough time financially. They really, really don't know that a program recently passed a few years ago called the Affordable uh, Connectivity Act, or ACP, it's known as. Um, and what it is, is a, it's a program that basically helps um, veterans, or we'll say veterans in this case, but people that would uh, have a risk of having like their internet shut off um, or having issues at, at home, especially now in the era of everyone works from home and Zoom is life. You know, everyone, internet is almost a, a staple to most people just because of the fact that it's used so widely for so many different things. Uh, but not everyone can afford it, right? I mean, some people are on Snap, you know, or WIC, you know, to help offset even just groceries. So sometimes 30 bucks, like that makes it break somebody, you know? And I've been in those situations, $3. I mean, man, single mom life is not easy when you don't have an OnlyFans. I'm telling you, it's hard to be honest. But... <laughs> At the, at the end of the day, though, this what this program will do, for example, um, is it works for 12 months. You would apply for it and then you would let your cable company or whomever know, um, hey, I applied for this program. And you can go on like FCC.gov and they do have more information about it. Um, but what it'll help you with is um, and people don't know that you can actually uh, basically get a monthly discount on your Internet of 30 to potentially $100 um so i mean some people can go even a few months even without having to worry about paying it i mean you're supposed to pay your bills every month of course but some people you know they're at that point where they're at like um, potential shut off mm -hmm. um you know and they need it for work or whatever they're doing um so this program basically helps give them a little bit of financial security not saying it's all of it of course but you know, uh, 30 bucks to 100 bucks a month makes a big difference sometimes in bills like that. And, you know, sometimes it's like a triple trickle down effect, right? Where, you know, you're able to take care of one thing, which helps take care of something else and helps you just gain a, a foothold in what you are trying to do. Um, so this program uh, also is uh, good for up to a $100 credit towards a purchase of a laptop or desktop computer or tablet as well. Um, and um, the providers can actually have to attribute a little bit to it as well. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how that credit works. Uh, um, like where you were to purchase a laptop, but you could go on FCC.gov and you can get more information about it. But I mean, I, I mean, I applied for it cause I was just like, we'll see what they say to me. Like I'm a veteran. Like I can send in my stuff. I was approved like that. Right. Like, was it me? like, you know, like a snap, snap, like, like, yeah, like okay. it was, yeah, it was immediately. Well, that, like I applied it, I got the email, I called cable company, they immediately um, put it, added it, and I noticed that the $30 less a month, 
Um, but I mean, some people it's, it's more, it really just goes off your need. And sometimes, you know, like family members are struggling, you know, so a lot of people can really understand and relay information like this to other people, not just veterans, but, you know, people that are struggling financially, seniors, you know, people that really don't make a lot, but have to make these payments every month. So, I mean, definitely, uh, I very much would recommend doing that. I mean, even students, like if you received a Pell Grant within the last year, you're eligible. So it's definitely something to check out. So is that you got to go through FCC.com because I'm going to check this one out. FCC.gov. Yes. .gov. See, there we go. That's why I would yep. have messed around and say, yep. she, uh, nah. Betty, I'm like, man, she told me some falsehoods. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I check, check the stuff. And if I make a mistake, one, I'll be the first to own it. I tell myself, and two, I um, always like to try to give links or resources so people know where to go. So if you just type in the capital letter A, the capital letter C is in Charlie, and then P is in Papa, um, together, then it'll pop up and you can read more about this program. But I think it passed around the time of COVID because they realized yeah. this was an issue because I think they were granted like $11 billion or something wild to be able to do this specifically federally. And so this is not going to be something that's from your cable company where they're like, you know, we're giving you a break. And no, this has nothing to do with them. It's entirely to do with this program itself. So, I mean, even if you're just recommending it to, you know, a, a parent, you know, that mm -hmm. that they may qualify. Like you said, you have no idea sometimes the people that really need it, because a lot of us, we don't like to admit when we're struggling. Right. We want to know everyone to know when we're doing awesome especially the era of social media, everyone wants to appear that everything is, you know, all roses and amazing always. And that's not necessarily the case. So, you know, if you're ever having issues and stuff like that, I mean, definitely look and see what your resources are, because there might be things that have just recently passed. Like, for example, the PACT Act, veterans. Mm -hmm. So there's 12 new claimable conditions for y'all now. Well, actually like 14, because there's like another one additionally. So, I mean, really go and look into the things that are coming out now as far as availability of benefits, just because of the fact that, I mean, the difference between 90% to 100% for veterans. Uh, another 12. And that's about, yeah, it's about 11 to $1,200 a month. That's rent for people. Yeah, that's rent. So, I mean, definitely make your claims a priority or even just have someone read your records. Like, that's something I do because I was a medic. Um, and I could read all of the uh, different branches, physicals, because I did physicals. I was trained by um, like the four Fs, which is like the physical people um, in the Air Force. And then they actually um, merged it with my career field. So, so unfortunately, some of the information was lost, but some of it was retained. And so for me, like that's what I like to do is read records from veterans, because a lot of veterans, especially Marines, I've noticed. And not saying that's all things, but it's just uh, something that I personally have noticed. But um, it is very common that there are many, many, many claimable conditions they had no clue on, especially when it comes to asbestos exposure, um, the Camp Lejeune water contamination cases, like a lot of them, they don't think that they're eligible or they don't have a chance. And that's not true. So if you have questions about things, reach out and don't ever, don't ever have me hear you pay somebody with your hard earned blood money to review a record to tell you some stuff you could have looked at at via.gov. Come on, guys. Let's be our own best advocates and take care of ourselves because there's so much out there. If you guys don't know, I'll help you connect with somebody. If you're a Texas veteran, there is no reason that you do not have access to Texas Veterans Commission or TVC. They have offices in every major VA. 
and they are phenomenal. They are trained more than the standard VSO or veteran service organization or officer, just because of the fact that um, they represent veterans in uh, like the veterans claim courts uh, for appeals. And you could actually have an appeal open and file for a new case at the same time, which there should be no reason that uh, there should be like a flood of Marines right now doing that, especially in lieu of the contamination cases that um, have come out at Lejeune. You know, like you, a lot of times like people will look in their records and they'll see that there's actually a lot of information from like um, public health because they have to know what you're exposed to in the military, but th they don't always, I don't know if the Marines just don't remember or they don't realize it. That's what they're telling them. Or something's happening because I didn't do those briefings. I did like Army and Air Force public health stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, like you'll see, like, uh, like for example, the last record I reviewed, he had 21 sinus infections in 18 months. But then he found out he was exposed to asbestos every day for a year or two. Mm -hmm. So those two things absolutely, you know, have a bearing on one on the other. That veteran had no clue he could claim for that. None. That's so, awesome. Yeah, know your benefits, know what's out there. Do you know the absolute maximum the VA can pay you a month with all of the different um, additional monetary compensations? Uh, tell me. $8,900. Whoa. Whoa. Just saying, guys, know what's out there and don't leave stuff on the table because they're it's Our just face like, is not frozen to the screen. We was like $8,900. <laughs> we was like, whoa. Well, she, she, was tell, <laughs> she was telling me that I get like clothing allowance. I didn't know that I. <laughs> And we got no. clothing allowance, so yeah. we get well, clothing allowance even so as it's cool. only under certain conditions. So, like, you have to have like either like uh, skin creams that damage, discolor, or stain your clothing. You have like yeah. a prosthetic or a brace, like a knee brace, wheelchair. You have a Forrest Gump brace, like in my case, I hate things so much. But like, you know, even like a transferable wheelchair, uh, forearm crutches. When I did that video, like it was kind of in jest. And I didn't realize there were 23,000 people were going to watch it. So I was like, I would have probably not been in my closet had I known this. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, I, the information was more important than how crazy I looked. But um, a lot of times veterans don't know they can claim for additional clothing allowances because there's you can file for more than one at a time because the VA clothing allowance is given to veterans that their clothes are worn because of the prosthetics or mm -hmm. creams that the VA provide them. Um, but a lot of times it's like, I think it's about $953 or something like that. And it's paid out once a year, but it's only user lose. So for my brothers and sisters listening, check it out. When in doubt, file anyways. And they tell, you, no, you learn lessons from next time. However, you could be like my dad, who is a retired sergeant first class. He, he doesn't ever watch my stuff. So I'm <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, like he fought me like, uh, cage bear man like i'm trying to file for it and i was like dad you know you have a sh you hurt your shoulder you had to have shoulder surgery you know you have knee braces because you've had knee replacements just file the worst thing to tell you is no but the best is they'll pay you a about a thousand dollars that you didn't have so there's no loss here really considering it's a, a one sheet of paper it's not like a claim where it's like your eyes are crossing because it's like 300 pages later you know <laughs> it's not like that and he actually ended up calling me like the day they went to Hawaii or something. Cause they always do that. I got this much money and I'm scared to touch it. And I'm like, okay, like, is that a bad thing? Mm -hmm. You know? And then they're like, no, it's from the VA. And I'm like, that's fair. I, I wouldn't touch either. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. what is the exact amount? And I calculated it down. I'm like, you've got your clothing allowance, dad. You just got it paid out late. Cause you filed like the last day. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they process them based on when in the year you file. So start filing now, guys, because August comes up real fast, and that's the cutoff, August 1. So you got to August 1st file. But your um, braces or your prosthetics have to be prescribed within the last two years. Mm. And for my brothers and sisters with uh, that are a bit more handicapable, like myself, just so you know, if you gain or lose 10 pounds, you are supposed to be refitted for your prosthetics because mm. they do not fit the same. And I learned this because my Forrest Gump brace, I lost like 50 pounds. And when I did that, I basically um, looked like, like it was, I should could have put like two legs in there. I was just like, what is this? And they're like, well, you lost 50 pounds. You should have came in about 40 pounds ago. And I was like, why is that not mentioned to us? Yeah. You know, because wow. a lot of us, <clears throat> of course, yeah. I know, many, many books, but yeah, you're supposed to get refitted. So for those veterans out there that are like, oh, it doesn't need any work. Well, have you gained or lost, you know, any amount of weight, which is pretty standard for all of us, the medications were getting shoveled. So at the end of the day, you know, let them know like, Hey, I've gained some weight, you know, Hey, I need to go back to prosthetics to be refitted. They'll send you immediately. And especially the women veterans, I think they passed like $6 billion or something to make women actually like look sort of attractive in ours, but they laid a dollar short. But anyways, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like they have prosthetics for women of color that they can have like, not like that weird off white leg. It actually matches their skin color. Oh, you know? that's good. That's cool. You know, the ones that like you look like you could actually get laid wearing, you know, anything. Like that. <laughs> there you go. That's it. I was a struggle in the southern America. It's <laughs> to say, you know, you get the prosthetics for the butts and stuff. And, you know, just like my ass is not just the same. <laughs> the used to be, but it's good. It might be in trouble without a prosthetic. I don't even know. There. But yes, I get you. Um, I wish that was a claimable condition. That's <laughs> <laughs> great information. Great information. Like a lot of stuff like I, I we, we discussed this a while back. Like we just don't know this information. I'm glad that this show like h train show out here getting out that information spreading out what you can do with uh especially with the pack act um I, I got hit up for that too as well um so i am definitely seeking out a claim for that as well uh, i fit one of those conditions so yeah it's just i was getting that confused the other day my dad was asking me about the pact act and you know i i was starting to recite and i'm like wait wait a minute hold up I'm pretty sure the PACT Act is only for, you know, the burn pits. No, it's oh. actually helping a lot of Vietnam era vets, too, because they slid in a couple things to help our brothers and sisters okay. from that era. So what you could do is just type in PACT Act and me or whatever, yeah. and it'll actually have like a link with all the different new claimable conditions. There's okay. like one of two specifically for Vietnam era veterans. So we actually did a project with Tiffany Orner, who was the amazing veteran that was actually on the steps of Capitol Hill every day petitioning with grunt style. And um, she actually was um, dropping a lot of knowledge when she was out there about what they were proposing to do. And I thought it was amazing that uh, a celebrity um, was able to get veterans heard and he had never served. So I was like, man, like my hats are off to you, sir. Um, but I did have one additional program. So a lot of our veterans, um, we we get a little, we don't feel that we have this, the drive we did or the purpose, right? And it's very common. Um, but a lot of veterans don't know that a lot of their skills that they have even now could make them quite a bit of money. Um, so, for example, uh, for uh, to have a CDL and to drive tr uh, trucks or heavy vehicles where it would require it, um, that's about, um, on average, like mean, like five 
no, like 50,000 to 100,000 a year or so, depending on miles and where you're working, of course. But um, a lot of veterans, what they don't know is that a lot of uh, trucking companies will reimburse veterans that use any of their VA benefits or GI Bill to get their CDL. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like three to $7,000 you could be reimbursed potentially because those are not easy classes to get and depending on your state. But some people can't even, you know, they, they tapped out their GI Bill, you know, they're like my degree sucks or I don't like it or it's just not working for me. But there is a program that they did recently create. It's called the like the initiative it's called uh, Drive for 500. Um, and so what they're doing is they're actually um, it's like a paid program where they're putting vets behind the wheel. They're trying to do like 500 veterans that they're paying for to do this. But um, like troops, uh, troops for no troops into transportation and uh, the trans force group have uh, joined forces to do this for veterans. So I definitely would advise my veterans, uh, especially ones that maybe don't have any GI Bill left and maybe they're struggling to get to get voc rehab to look into this and also if you did get it already through your gi bill you should absolutely look into seeing if one you could be reimbursed um at every company's i'm sure has different policies on like you know when you, you would tell them or you know if it would be required when you came on board or whatever that would be however if this is a actual scholarship so veterans um that are listening out there as males as well as our females because i mean Let's just be honest. I saw all kinds of people that worked in trans, so it's not just the dudes, mm. but um, it's definitely somebody you maybe have in your back pocket. It's always good to have some, a CDL, even if it's not something you use. But maybe you want to just drive school bus, which is pays extremely well, and there is a huge, huge shortage for uh, long distance instructors as well as uh, bus drivers. Um, even in San Antonio, they're hurting for people, and it's a few hours a day. So it may work with a veteran schedule if they say they have appointments or they can't work for a full eight or 12 hours. It's something to absolutely just look at and think about like, hmm, this is probably something good to have in my back pocket um, or feather in my cap, you know, if I want to do something later. But it's just something that's a feasible option to maybe consider. Mm, that's dope. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. We uh, we're gonna go ahead and hit the tribute to the troop. Um, we'll see you next Monday. Or please tell us a little bit about what's coming up Thursday. So this Thursday, just because of the fact that I am fairly new to uh, MBR, um, I am uh, wanting to kind of uh, acquaint everybody with May Cryer, our Rosie, that's going to be visiting us down here in Texas. So we're gonna be replaying it. So you're going to see a uh, combat veteran and a uh, tattooer, uh, Cecilia Marie, who is also recognized with the ad council. One of four people in the entire U S they chose a tattooer who was tattooing veterans with PTSD for free, or she was donating her tattoos A phenomenal artist, by the way, might I add. And um, she actually is making me a special sticker. We're going to sell to help uh, combat um veterans with uh, PTSD getting off the wait list for tattooing. Um, so every sticker that's sold and they're pretty sweet, um, will go towards getting sister Cecilia to tattoo our ladies with PTSD this time we're going to do, but, um, we take care of the guys too, of course. But, um, and we're also coming out with a new podcast sticker as well, but we're going to play the replay this week. 
It's about three hours entirely worth a listen. You can break it up or just uh, check it out in full. But May does not do a lot of podcasts. Like, I believe that was her first one she'd ever done. Um, and so it was a great interview and um, definitely worth the listen. So please tune in Thursday if you guys want to learn more about the wonderful Rosie that is going to be visiting us here in Texas. Uh, Thursday, what time? 8 Central Standard. Central Standard. Okay, cool. Right here on NBR. Hey, thank you so much. Thank I'll, you, guys. I'll see you next Monday, okay? All right. Bye. 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 Once again, we want to thank Badlin Bay for always coming on every Monday, talking about VA benefits, VA sources, and she'll answer anybody's question uh, if if you have that. So, all right, it is that time. It is tribute to the troops. So I don't, I don't know how to tell this story. Well, you got to, Joe. You tell the American people what these men did here. You tell them how my troopers died. Thank you for listening to tonight's broadcast as Military Broadcast Radio presents its tribute to the troops. Tonight's tribute involves nine United States Army soldiers that perished in a crash of two HH-60 Black Hawk helicopters on March 29th of 2023 conducting nighttime training exercises. Those nine soldiers are Warrant Officer 1, Jeffrey Barnes, 33, of Milton, Florida. Sergeant Isaac John Gayo, 27, of Los Angeles, California. Staff Sergeant Joshua C. Gore, 25, of Moorhead City, North Carolina. Staff Sergeant Taylor Mitchell, 30, of Mountain Brook, Alabama. Chief Warrant Officer 2, Rustin Smith, 32, of Rolla, Missouri and Sergeant David Salinas, Jr., 23, of Oradell, New Jersey. Three additional soldiers perished and were promoted posthumously to their next higher grade. Those three were Sergeant Emily Marie Eve Bolanos, 23, of Austin, Texas, Chief Warrant Officer 3, Zachary Esparza, 36, of Jackson, Missouri, and Chief Warrant Officer 2, Aaron Healy, 32, of Cape Coral, Florida. Though you are gone, you will never be forgotten.
guts and it's the glory. A hundred stripes, a hundred stories. It's the pledge of allegiance on the Fourth of July. It's some handwritten letters from home. It's some sleepless nights alone. It's his newborn baby he left with his wife. Mr. Red, White, and Blue. Swamps of Louisiana to the golden coast of California. Uncle Sam's the only family he's got. His purple heartbeat won't stop. And his 18th birthday was the day he was born. gentlemen you're listening to the show that highlights all the nonprofit programs out there beyond the va you're listening to the h train show if you get your show name if you forget um it. and i'm <laughs> telling you what you know you didn't even know how to say your own name the man had the same name <laughs> the same name it's been it right. a long it, it's like been kind of a long name. weekend as you can tell um i painted this yeah, but you didn't paint this side. Like, like I'm sitting up here. I was scared, like watching the. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm like, what is this coming after me? It's like the air conditioner is about to come off. Like, <laughs> you just gonna paint the green screen. This is green screen, ladies and gentlemen. This is not an actual brick wall, but it's just. Like, oh, and so I I painted like eighty percent of it, and it was terrible. It, it how did you? It was terrible. Then, then my father-in-law, okay, he came over, and he finished it up for me. He's a professional painter. Oh, I should have had him doing in the first place. I didn't you know you couldn't paint green, huh? You couldn't paint just the green. Uh, evidently, the green that I had was expired. He was painting with expired paint. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's okay. You had the moldy paint. Now, now I learned. Well, it was the same green paint from the other studio. <laughs> that was like four years ago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, we are at that time. We are at the two-minute warning. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two. Mission strap in. It's the two minute warning. Two minute warning. What we learned today. Are you not entertained? And once again, the, uh, the kind of partnership that we have with Operation Goodboy.com. If you have dogs and you want to buy like chewy treats or uh, anything for a dog, check out their website at operationgoodboy.com and use the discount code military discount radio that'll get you 15% off on your uh this is military discount radio yeah or that, that's the code that's the code that's the code military <laughs> discount radio okay i mean i like we, we changed the name again military discount radio we get it on a discount okay that's good all right so Rodney. What did you what did you learn today? And is there something that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Uh, well, I learned that there's a lot more going on in Maine that what we should know, and <laughs> uh, definitely good should try it out. Go out and visit. I didn't know they had tourism in Maine, uh, but I guess there is some good, pretty decent tourism. I, I Maine is actually a, a state that I'm kind of curious about. You know, like I want to see what's out there. You know, like whoever says they want to go to Maine, like. Do you want to go to Maine? You know, at first I didn't, but then when I I, I met a girl a long time ago that Never was mind, in you're Maine. married, man. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want you to get this. Is way before the marriage thing. No, I. Now I, you want to go? No, during oh like God. the uh, the MySpace times. Okay. I was talking to this girl, and she was in Maine, so I wanted to go to Maine just to meet her at that time. But other than that. There's a lot of um, all the way to Maine. There's a lot of crawfish <laughs> there, and there's lobsters, Maine yeah. lobsters. Yeah, that's the only thing I heard about Maine is they lobsters. They have like great lobsters. So it's other stuff other than lobsters in Maine. So that's good. <laughs> I bet they're ch- can't cram- what has it clam chowder. Clam chowder. That's yeah. I, I bet I bet their clam chowder is like a discount. I hope so. It should have great seafood. I mean, the whole state <laughs> is wrapped around the. You know, Atlantic. Um, that and um, other than that, I'm gonna be looking forward to getting Black Sugar Radios brought back up here on Military Broadcast Radio. I gotta see the the new time slots and see where it was probably a good time slot for me to bring back Black Sugar Radio with ho the host or hostess. 
You should come over on Mondays. All right, we'll try. We'll get up there and get up there and get Black Sugar Radio back up and running. So outstanding, outstanding. Well, everybody, that's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, let me know. That's uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all new show. And remember. You can listen to us again and again. The podcast of the radio show is available right after we get off the air tonight. And remember, we're here for you, not for, for us. Giving fair is a voice. voice. I remember see, that part. Yeah, he, see, you're a pro st- at this. Still didn't remember <laughs> this. this has been like the same one. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>